You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Welcome back to Hot Tea Hot Takes, where the tea is hot. And the takes are hotter. I'm Erin. And I'm Evangeline. And today we are finally back after a bit of a hiatus um, and uh, talking about the new Lil Nas X album. He finally released his full-length album. And, um, of course, it's big Lil Nas X fans on this show, you know, yes. felt right to um, critique it. Before we even get into it, though, were you able to check out the VMAs at all? The VMAs. I didn't watch them, but I definitely saw the fallout after them. Yeah. Or at least just clips and stuff. There's a cat <laughs> literally forcing his way into this room. There's a cat trying to break in. Get out of here. This door, these doors, none of the doors in this room, in this house <laughs> Very well, so I don't know. He's how a strong he's, cat. He is. He's getting strong because he didn't used to be able to do that, but now he's just like, let me in. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's the Open place. the door. <laughs> I'm going to throw rocks through your window. Anyway, um, VMAs, VMAs. I saw Doja Cat mm-hmm. hosting. I saw her worm costume. I mean, her worm dress. Uh, I saw her. I mo- Okay, let's rephrase. I mostly saw Doja Cat's fashion, uh-huh. uh, but I didn't see much else. Did you watch the VMAs? I did not watch them. I saw some clips, but I did not get a chance, because I think last time we actually like made an episode on it. Yes, um, we did. And um, I just, I don't know, it wasn't on my radar until it was already happening. I was like, oh. Me too. I didn't even know. <laughs> Life has been busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to say the least. So yeah, but I know that like, you know, there were several out there. I think Billie Eilish was... Uh, I don't know even who even won. Like, let, me, let me see. I know. I think Kiss Me More definitely got something because that's when SZA and Doja were up there, uh, and she was in her worm, her worm dress. Oh yes. If you didn't see it, she's wearing this dress where it kind of like there's this big quilted part that comes up around her head, and she really did look like a worm. <laughs> and that's very Honestly Doja cute. Thing to do. Honestly cute. And she wore these big old shoes that looked like chicken feet. It was so nice. <laughs> so Justin Bieber won Artist of the Year. Montero, uh, Montero, Call Me By Your Name won music video. Oops, 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 oops. Uh, Butter won Best K-Pop. Not that there was a lot of competition there, I wouldn't think. Uh, treat, like, I wonder who makes those decisions, like what Academy or whatever, and how fervently they actually listen to K-Pop. <laughs> well, they're just like, who do we know? That's a K-Pop uh, BTS, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Treat People With Kindness won Best Choreography. I feel like that song came out like two or three two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> Well, I just can't believe Justin Bieber won Best I Artist. I know, like, why? Like, huh? I feel like we just inundated with some Justin Bieber. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo won Push Performance. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Push Performance. Huh, interesting. Uh, she also won Song of the Year with Driver's License, which, not too surprising. Foo Fighters won Global Icon. BTS won Best Group. Peaches won Best Pop Video. Peaches by oh, Justin Bieber. Peaches. Olivia yeah. Rodrigo, Best New Artist. That's not surprising. Kiss Me More won Best Collaboration. Your Power won Video for Good. Not sure what that means either. It no, like it's just, just like it. videos with a message, I oh. think. What was her message with that one? Uh, it, it basically is just try not to abuse your power. Oh, okay. It's about men. Oh, okay. Uh, franchise won... Uh, Franchise won Best Hip Hop Video. I haven't heard that one. Travis Scott and Miami. Yeah. Best Friend won Art Direction by Doja Cat and uh, Saweetie, uh, which is good. Did you know Saweetie is part Filipino? No. She's like Afro-Filipino, I think. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Because she wore, like, for either the VMAs or some event, she wore some kind of, like, Filipino-inspired 
outfit or tattoo or something. I can't quite remember. I remember people were talking about it. They were like, oh, it's so cool. The rep, you know, Afro-Filipino yeah. representation. I was like, oh, cool. Um, somebody said something just today that just had me cracking up when they were like, so surprised that like, you know, black people exist in like so many other places and like Afro-Latinos yeah. and stuff like that. And they were like, look, any place where there were white people who didn't feel like doing work, there were also black that, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not it shouldn't be as big of a surprise as it is <laughs> really uh brown skin girl won cinematography again that's an old video montero won best direction well, maybe they're maybe they're reaching back farther because of yeah because the of the world they quad did pop. have the yeah, VMAs had, last yeah, year yeah exactly that's weird to me I'm, I'm pretty sure brown skin girl won some kind of award last year i don't remember um leave the door open by bruno mars best editing my ex's best friend best alternative video leave the door open best rmv rmb video uh and do i see john mayer on there uh let's see john mayer oh yes uh last train home won best rock video gross uh, <laughs> and we were anti john mayer podcast i think we've established yeah uh my ex's best friend by machine gun kelly won alternative video this is just the same people over and over i mean like i really like a lot of those people but it does start to feel at a certain point like they only picked from like five people and then just gave different awards to them over and over again. Yeah, I I don't mean to be like that because I know it's like that. It it kind of cheapens all, the whole event, but yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people making good music who are not on these lists. Yeah, Montero, Call Me by Your Name won Best Visual Effects as the third award it won, and Lovas a Olvidar won Best Latin Video, and it starred Billie Eilish and Rosalia. I didn't know they. Oh yeah, I did know they did a song together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, Billy I, sing in Spanish? I don't remember. I just remember it happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I kind of doubt it weird. too. But okay. <laughs> but here's the key right now. If you want to get, if you want to re- get real numbers, you either collaborate with BTS or you collaborate with. Uh, so, some of the biggest, you know, Latin yeah, big artists. pop star. Oh yeah, so to... I'm gonna say I was just say Latin artist because oh, like, yeah. if you collaborate with Bad Bunny right now, it's like you, it's gold. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> it cannot go wrong. Or BTS. That's why people like Megan The Stallion is collaborating with BTS, which is the weirdest combination ever. Yeah, uh, of course Megan The Stallion is collaborating with everybody lately. <laughs> yeah, well, she's also very. I mean, if you get Doja or Megan right now on as a feature, your song is probably gonna yeah. do well. She just did one with Maroon Five. Yeah, but if you want to open up your song to a different audience, getting a lat like doing a collab with a Latin artist or doing a collab with a with a K-pop artist uh-huh. is very like Lady Gaga and Blackpink. You know, it's yeah. like you know you wouldn't necessarily expect it, but then like they have this huge fan base that's gonna listen to literally anything. It's yeah. like Coldplay and BTS did a song together oh, recently, yeah. and I don't like it. I mean, I just think Coldplay is so lazy these it, days. Just... Lazy, lazy. <laughs> You wrote yellow and you're putting out this stuff? <laughs> it's so sad. It's how I feel about Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I used to love his stuff and it is so lazy. He's phoning lazy, it in now. Lazy. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm like, come on. You wrote A-Team and you're writing this stuff now. I mean, like, it's two artists in Room 5. Yeah. It's like these artists who were so Like creative, songs about Jane to like... So creative. And now <laughs> it's just truly so repetitive. Like, Ed Sheeran has listened to a lot of, like, the music that's out right now and he's shaped his own music mm-hmm. to be like, more I hate generic. Bad habits. What the crap is that nonsense? It's and then that generic. weird video he did. Like what the crap? Oh yeah, some of the nominees. It's like okay, so WAP was nominated for best video, and so was uh, DJ Khaled's Pop Star featuring Drake and Justin Bieber. Uh, Doja Cat's Kiss Me More. Ed Sheeran Bad Habits. The Weeknd Save Your Tears. 
And then for rock, I, apparently Evanescence had a video. I do. I would do nice. that. Evanescence uh, uh, Renaissance. <laughs> yeah, Evanescence, Foo Fighters, <laughs> The Killers, Kings of Leon, and Lenny Kravitz. I mean, John Mayer is the most famous of those people, so like it makes sense that he won. Yeah. Uh, and then like the R and B, the other nominees were Beyonce, Chris Brown, Gross, uh, Giveon, her or H E R versus Chris featuring Brown. Chris. Why oh, is Chris Brown on here twice? Well, I know. Oh gosh, it really burns me up that he still has a career. SZA, Good Days, Ariana Grande, Thirty Four, Thirty Five, BTS, Butter, Ed Sheeran, Foo Fighters, and Mars. See, some of these songs came out this year, and some of them came out two years ago. So I'm it just like, what weird. is happening? It's like a big pool of songs. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, I think we can all agree. Like, I think the reason why my songs from Montero, the Lil album you know, we're on that list for best video is because he's gone with a very uh, visually, you know, striking kind of theme and aesthetic for this album with the cover art, with all the videos, with yes. his, I mean, just the way he dresses at all these different events, the mm. Met Gala, did you see his little, his armor? Yes, the armor, he had like three Dope. levels of, of it. it was very so cool. cool. Yeah, what do you I think the Met Gala that. looks? I looked at a lot of those. Some of those oh, I, well, I don't know. I, I didn't know the theme until I had seen a lot of the outfits and it still didn't make sense to me. Yeah, the theme was American, made American, in America, or yeah. America-inspired designs. And only a couple of them were really on theme. Like Lupita Nyong'o did a blue jean dress, which Insane. I thought was kind of cool. so good. And then one of the, uh, one of the, woman i can't remember her name but she was like the wife of an nfl player her dress was was inspired by a football field so like a big green dress really? with like a number on I it i didn't see that <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that there were some people who really killed it and some people who just kind of went with the the kind of i just want to look pretty thing. yeah i hate it well i hated what uh um whoopi goldberg wore what did Whoopi Goldberg It was wear? like the tackiest looking thing I looked at. Now, I, I'm going to say uh, Kim Kardashian. Bold. Oh, yeah. That was a weird, weird. choice. Oh, I don't like that. looks like it's made of old windbreakers from the you 90s. think it was like a color purple reference? No, clearly not, right? I doubt it. I mean. She's wearing a large tarp. It's just so bulky. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. I, it's just, it's way bigger than her. It's, and then she's got this Kermit the Frog gloves <laughs> And then this uh, uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. Okay, Rihanna's look, I did like, she said that she was wearing that hat as kind of a commentary on, um, you know, the juxtaposition of like streetwear and, and yeah. high fashion. Um, I would say, I'm trying to remember who else I really liked. Um, I honestly think I don't even care for the Jenners that much. Lupita's is great. I like that. Lupita is beautiful. <laughs> but Kendall Jenner's dress was gorgeous. It was so pretty. That's the football dress. Oh, she's even, I she even held a football. <laughs> now, there were some people who did very obvious, like, stars and stripes and red, white, and yeah. blue. I think that there was something in the in between that, like, some people really did. Uh, Frank Ocean looked great. Timothy Chalamet looked great. Yeah. Um, the guy from Schitt's Creek. Oh, Dan Levy. <laughs> okay, so his piece is based on an American artist. Yeah, it's an does, art, like, right? Yeah. Uh, LGBT art. Dope. Very cool. Yeah, very cool reference. And, um, like, it's on theme. <laughs> Aesop Rocky wore basically a large quilt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he took it off and it was a very normal very prom tux <laughs> Shoot. I'm trying to even think of who else I liked, but the ones that are like the weirdest are what are sticking out in my mind. Well, okay, Billie Eilish looked really beautiful. Oh, uh, yeah. I liked her big gown. I liked her big gown. She had an after party gown that was red that I just think is like yeah, it's really the prettiest pretty. thing I've ever seen. I, I, I know this is a controversial opinion. I don't think that... 
she's not a natural blonde. So something about the peach dress washed her out a little bit for me. Uh-huh. But in red, she is just so beautiful. Um, you know, Megan the Stallion was there. I didn't think her dress was necessarily like groundbreaking, but she's very pretty. I like that meme. <laughs> Little baby. That's literally me. Who looks like he's 12 years old. <laughs> meme where Megan's next standing next to Lil Baby and she's like, he said you got his order wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there was a dog there for some reason. I guess it was maybe a service dog, but uh, he was there. Emily Blunt was really beautiful. But that, yeah, Kendall's dress was like um, mostly crystal. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know what Kim Kardashian was trying to do. It feels like a very like, I'm still married to Kanye West thing to do with, like, Yeah, exactly. Very ostentatious. Like, it was weird. Very esoteric and confusing, <laughs> where she's just usually very much about the figure. Yeah. And you could barely see her shape. You you can barely see her. I mean, it could be anybody under there. <laughs> I keep thinking about the meme that's, like, coronavirus standing there waiting for me to take my mask off. <laughs> and it's Kim, like, in her completely black outfit. It was just a weird... Anyway, it was a weird year. Yeah. Um, I it wasn't like the most memorable, and then there were like you know, Addison Rae was there, and mm. you know, TikTok stars. TikTok stars. There's the Eat the Rich dress that caused a lot of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. It felt toned after me, but whatever. Yeah. I guess maybe that was the point. I mean, I think I, I think I was okay with it once I understood the context of it because she had been. Like, for, she didn't pay for a ticket. Like, she was invited. And oh, okay. the dress was, like, created by a black designer. Okay, okay, They okay. lent it to her. They didn't, she didn't buy it or anything. Okay. Um, so, I'm like, with knowing the con- the contextual elements, I'm like, okay, I think that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't take that one at face value because it seems very ironic until you kind of understand her and yeah. you understand... Uh, I thought it was, like, tacky to, for all these people to be, like, was performative. Because I'm like, okay, like, it would be performative if that's all she's ever done. But, like, she's also dedicated her, her political whole, career to that. Her whole so. career is basically about that. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, anyway. Anyway, let's talk about what we came here to talk about, which is Lil Nas X. Oh, so. <laughs> Grimes and Elon Musk broke up since Oh, we, yeah, yeah, that also we happened. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> since we talked about it last time. My, my Favorite thing about that is that she's already like trying. You can tell she's gonna try to get back into like the leftist paparazzi pictures of her like in a medieval costume reading the Communist Manifesto at a bus stop. It's like (laughs) we didn't forget. She's trying so hard. Like, girl, ain't nobody forgot. Like, you were married to a billionaire. Nobody was just gonna let that go. Yeah, she was like, oh, no, 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 I'm me again. I'm normal. I'm normal me. I'm very Indian quirky. And it's like, come on, man. It was like last week you were married to Elon Musk. I don't know. I'm not really surprised. No, um, I'm not either. In fact, I'm, the only thing I'm surprised about is that they lasted three years. My boyfriend didn't know Elon Musk was married. And when I explained it all, and I explained the baby thing to him, like last week with the baby name, uh-huh. he's just sometimes not always on the pulse of culture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told him, I told him literally that Kanye and Kim broke up last week and he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, but yeah. they, like, now they might get back together. There's been rumors that they might get back um, together. Because like she wrote some, she made some cryptic Instagram post or something and then they were seen in public together. I'm like, okay. Uh, and there was that whole thing at the Donda release where yeah. she was like, it was like, is that Kim in the wedding dress? Yeah, yeah that's his That's his new album. Yeah, yeah. We'll I have album. not listened to all of it yet. Um, I know we're way behind on that zeitgeist, <laughs> but I have listened to Drake's album. We'll probably talk about that in our next so episode. Fun, lover boy. <laughs> that one was a surprise. And the, I mean, so I know you it's cliche. Girl meet. <laughs> girl meet. All right. 
Well, I know it's cliche to say that the album's cover was a surprise, but it was like, it was a surprise. Yeah. I thought it was a joke initially, but, you know. Well, the best part about that was Lil little, little Nas X did the uh, parody cover. Yes. Where it did, like, a bunch of pregnant men. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, geez. What is it about, what is the pregnant men thing? So. Because James Charles was pregnant for a day. Right. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. And then like, Lil Nas X did a whole thing about how I'm pregnant with my album with my or whatever. Album. Um, but I will say that the the benefit of Lil Nas X being a Gen Z artist yeah. is that he is a meme lord. Meme this lord. man knows yeah, how to is. use Twitter. He Billy knows how to use TikTok. Too. Yeah, like they know how to use memes to their advantage. And because like a lot of these celebrities have like social media accounts that are run by out-of-touch yeah. people that don't know how it works as they clumsily try to do memes and stuff and it's really embarrassing. But whenever, like, Lil Nas X does it, it's very genuine. <laughs> yeah, I... I and, Tro- you know, Troy Sivan, he's one of my favorites. And he did a TikTok before the Met Gala where he was like, prayer circle that Timothy Chalamet will be feeling a little curious tonight. Because <laughs> he was, you know, he was there. And he, but anyway, yeah, he's, he's funny too. I know, I love it when they... Obviously them, like running their own uh, yeah you can definitely like his tiktok nah, literally feels like a normal guy's tiktok versus like a normal teenager's or normal early 20 year old's yeah. tiktok versus like the kind of stuff that um like you know some like you go to like, carrie underwood's page and it's like clearly yeah, run by some company be, yeah <laughs> well it's just like honestly if these people got famous on the internet like he's clearly in his closet here and then on his couch like in yeah, his house yeah <laughs> Well, it's kind of like if these people got famous on the internet, it would feel so weird for them to suddenly not run their yeah. own stuff. Like he got famous on the like Doja is still so weird. Yeah, on the internet, she's or like so Sweetie, funny. the shit that she eats on her TikTok, and she was oh like, "I've been putting barbecue sauce mixed with honey on my cheese fries or whatever." Yeah, and then she had the whole McDonald's meal, which everybody yeah meme to death. I can't remember why. What was weird about it? It was like. It was like fries, a drink, and some kind of weird sauce. I can't remember all the details. Although the McDonald's it was like a weird amount collab. of collab. Yeah, it was a weird amount of things because she just eats weird. And somebody pointed out, which is very, <laughs> which is very valid, that like a lot of people. I mean, they make fun of what she eats, but nobody critique because they were like, oh, well, you know, the fat phobia on the apps. Like you guys make fun or you guys attack fat people and you claim it's because you care about your their health or whatever. Right. But it's not because you don't criticize Saweetie. I mean, you make fun of her, the stuff she eats, but you don't act like you're concerned about her yeah. health because she's skinny. <laughs> like, well, it's like, you know, tra- it's these people like Travis Scott, like they collaborate with McDonald's and it's just like, oh, go get it, go get it. Yeah. You see a fat person eating McDonald's and they're like, you're unhealthy. Yeah. Like, Come on. Anyway, yeah. It's, um... Oh, boy. Ooh, sexy. What happened to the TikTok community guidelines on this one? <laughs> Which song is that? This Which is Someone to Love yet? Me. Yeah, this is from his um, music video. Uh, someone to love it. He's being a gay football player. Yeah, he's being extra gay. Ooh, extra gay. Yeah, that's what they he's leaning heavy into the gay, which is good. I mean, I su- I support it, but like, it's so funny when people are like, like I loved his tweet one time. He's like, every time someone tweets, "We get it, you're gay," I become ten percent gayer. <laughs> <laughs> like you're only making me more powerful. <laughs> oh boy. Well, what did you think of his album? Um. I thought it was good, actually. Like, when it comes to... <laughs> wait, like, see, this is the meme he did about uh, Shrek. Like, oh, he, no. he's promoting his song while doing memes about Shrek. <laughs> oh, no, so not the lotion. <laughs> 
gross. Oh, he's so dumb. <laughs> I mean, he's like every other like twenty year old uh-huh. boy on TikTok. Exactly. Oh, uh, but yeah. So I actually thought the album was really solid. Like, obviously, we'd heard Montero, like "Call Me by Your Name," um, before, and then we heard "Industry Baby," which I think slaps. It's a good I song. think that uh, Jack Harlow ate on that song. I, I mean, know. Lil Nas X did great too, but like Jack Harlow. Hey, I'm sorry, but there's some. He put some kind of crack in that line. Uh, I said it back to her boyfriend, yeah, my, my handprint, her ass cheek. Like, yeah. like all the feminism escapes my body. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I haven't been really into Jack Harlow recently. Um, yeah, I, I. Okay, here's my thing. I initially did it. I wasn't that impressed, but I have listened to it more, and I've gotten into it more. Um, you have to listen to his lyrics. Like some of the yeah. some of the beats, like there's he uses horns a lot, which I actually really like. But sometimes if you're just like not really listening, it can kind of start to sound a little repetitive in places. Mm-hmm. But it's the tracks in between that flesh him out as a person, because you know Montero, like Call Me by Your Name, is very you know, brassy and, and, and sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Industry Baby is very, you know, cocky and, like, I'm here. And then on these intermittent tracks, he mm-hmm. talks about He's a more how vulnerable. hard it was <laughs> and how he really did come up from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Tales of Dominica. Yeah. And uh, Dead... Is it Dead, Dead right, right Now. Yeah, I love Dead Right Now. Dead right now. Like, song. Dead Right Now is one of the songs. I mean, a rare song. Because sometimes I have to listen to a song two or three times to really, uh-huh. like, kick it. But, like, Dead Right Now, literally the first time I heard it, I'm like, I love this song. Yeah. There's something very beautiful and melodic about it. It's so much more subdued compared to... I yeah. think it comes right after... Um, right after Montero, yeah. so or right after Industry Baby, so no, it comes after right after Montero, and so it's like you know you're pumped up on Montero, and then it's like woo, the mood shifts. Well, a little and bit. it's basically about like he he talks about people coming after him since he's gotten fame, yeah, and he's like I I'm just gonna treat it like you're dead right now, like you're it's not, uh, it's just this, it's the same old story of like you get you make it and suddenly, and I think he talks about his mom in there. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, well, he talks about his dad. Says, 2018, I was in my sister's house the whole summer. Songs weren't doing numbers. Whole life was going under. Left school. Then my dad and I had a face-to-face in Atlanta. He said, it's one in a million chance, son. I told him, daddy, I am that one. Uh, uh, never, I ne- never need him. I never need no nigga. I never need no feature. If I didn't blow up, I would have died trying to be here. If I didn't go, suicide wouldn't be here. Um, it, now they all come around like they've been here. When you get this rich and famous, everybody comes up to you singing, hallelujah, how'd you do it? You've been on my mind. You've been running through it. Uh, and then he says, you know, oh, in, yeah, this yeah. Here, oh right? yeah. Mama told me she was going to stop fucking around with that nigga. Told me she was clean, but I'm knowing that her ass is a deceiver. My mama told me that she loved me. Don't believe her. When she gets drunk, she hit me up mad with the fever. Like, whoa, you ain't even all that pretty. You ain't even all that nigga. You ain't helping out with me. God won't forgive your shit. You ain't even all that pretty. Uh, that's, I mean, yeah. that's... I, I guess that's stuff that, that his mom is saying to him. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and it's, it's brutal. I mean, it's yeah. it's obviously, that's a challenging relationship. Yeah. And he talks on um, Tales of Dominica about, you know... Oh, and then he says, like, you you know, no, I, sorry. That's right. He says, you know, I never did you wrong, even though I'm right here by the phone. You never used to call. Keep it that way now. Like, yeah. damn. <laughs> well, I think, obviously, he said he bro- grew up in a broken home and, yeah. and you know, sleeping on air mattresses on the floor, and, and he felt like there was no way out of that. And, obviously, his relationship with his mother is one where she kind of is calling him now, trying to get stuff from him. Yeah. But sounds like his relationship with his father is 
healthier. Yeah. And comparatively. He, yeah, comparatively. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that there's some really beautiful moments on this album, which I kind of wasn't expecting after songs like, you know, Montero and Holiday and um, the big, you know, the industry baby, the ones that are just kind mm-hmm. of like bold and brassy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite album on, I mean, sorry, the, my favorite song on this album is the one that he does with Miley Cyrus at the yeah, end of the album. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Am I Dreaming? It's so beautiful. And Miley Cyrus, honestly, I've grown to love her voice because it is so... She's just kind of like, it's raspy. She sounds mm-hmm. more mature than she used to. Yeah, very much more mature. Um, it's, it's a beautiful song. And I love um, Life After Salem as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're darker. You know, they're... He definitely, you know... Um, this is very subdued, like it's like mm-hmm. that low guitar sound, and it's like a short song too. A lot of yeah. these songs are kind of short, but yeah, and Life After Sale. I mean, he, there's just a lot of like the reason I like Lil Nas X is because it's like okay, he got big with Old Town Road, which had all the makings of being a one hit wonder, and I think right. very few people predicted he was gonna like stick around after that. Like, right. Okay, that was a fun little meme song. We had our fun, and that's that. But he became such an icon. Of, well, he released that EP, and it was really good, and it took him a while to release the full album. But like, he's clearly a talented musician yeah who's he's good at writing songs he's good at writing lyrics he has a good voice like i've heard him sing you know acapella on like genius interviews and stuff he's good and he just has a real knack for writing and for capturing some very specific feelings i think Mm -hmm. in a way that like kind of similar to olivia rodrigo where it's like this feels very much like a young person wrote it Mm -hmm. like you know because he's like my brother's age almost exactly so like you know this is definitely someone in his early 20s but like in a good way like this captures a very authentic kind of like Adele you know Adele releases those albums she names them after the age she is when she wrote the songs and they therefore they reflect you know the things that you think about when you're 19 when you're 22 or whatever it was when she's about to you hear rumors that she's going to release another album soon yeah, it's just like they're doing like all this secret publicity stuff. Yeah. Like projecting the number 30 all over these national monuments. And yeah. Stuff like I'm that. Like, and I'm like, well, I mean, she just went through a divorce, so I know we're going to get some banger songs out of that. Yeah, um, I mean, probably. no offense, but, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I think that when artists write authentically as in, like, I hate it when, like, artists write in a way that is not authentic. Like when, um, oh gosh, what's her name? No, it wasn't Halsey. It was... Daya, I think, and she released that song that was like, or she sang that song that was like, uh, I don't know, and you've been talking about this guy right here is gonna rule the world. You know that one? Maybe. I wanna sit still, look pretty. And she says, yeah. this, she has this whole line about like, I'm not gonna be a trophy wife or something. I'm like, girl, nobody's asking to be a trophy. You're 18 years old. Like, no, nobody yeah. except some hack, hack needle record executive who's 50 something right. years old wrote that song for you. Like, you didn't write that yourself because that's not what 18 year old girls are worried about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think like it is very much like some of Billy's stuff where it's been um, like he is coming to terms with what life is like after fame or during fame. And, you know, Life After Salem, I think it's a reference. I mean, there's some speculation, but there's a reference to, it sounds like the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, that's what I assumed. He has been through the ringer in terms of the public criticism of Mm -hmm. him for being a gay man, for being a gay black man, for, I mean, pulling some stunts, which were definitely provocative, like the dancing on the devil thing. Or being pregnant. (laughs) Being pregnant, (laughs) yes. Um, But... He, he started getting this kind of criticism from the get with Old Town Road, and he wasn't even dancing on the devil yet. Yeah, like, like he was, that was like the kid-friendly song, and that was still like, you yeah. know, like he was still like, oh, people were like, oh, he's just like a one-hit wonder or whatever. He's for attention, <laughs> yeah. he's a fake country star, like, he has been 
like putting up against this, you know, tide of hate and criticism since you know the beginning of his. So it probably feels like a witch trial because uh-huh. he has been, you know, hung out to dry by like Fox News making a, a, a an example of him <laughs> yeah. as how bad you know entertainment is for children today. And literally, the idea of like the witch trials being religious extremists going, you know, taking their going beliefs to a crazy somebody. level. It's basically the exact same thing. It's like you know these deeply religious or deeply conservative people are going after him. Like I don't know. Children and a lot of people have pointed out, and rightly so, that a lot of their like pearl clutching about him doing provocative stuff. Like, yeah, it is provocative, but it's no more provocative than stuff that like Lady Gaga did or Madonna did thirty or years Minaj. ago or Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Nicki Minaj has done devil references and stuff, in her, and I'm not saying that they never got criticized for it, but like the level at which people are like, well, I just, I, it's not that he's gay, it's just I have a problem with this and that. It's like, okay, but what about when all of these yeah. other straight people did it? Like, you only really had this deep moral conviction about it when it was a gay man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. He, it has just, it's just been such a, a difficult road for him, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, but I think that he has come through it and, and, and it does seem more mature as an artist, mm-hmm. definitely, even just since, you know, Old Town Road yeah. and, and that sort of thing. I actually think it's produced better than his last album, his yeah, EP, whatever it's called, Seven. Yeah, the, um, what was it called? Seven? On it? Yeah, the, the EP, I forget what it was called. Um, was, I think it was still, but I think it's the same producers, just Day Trip, Take a Day Trip. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, but. Or maybe it's just that his voice is stronger now. But yeah, it's I just a 70 think the feet. songs are tighter. Yeah. Um they're they're tighter, they're more there's more of a conceptual flow through the album. And Kanye even produced one of the songs on this album. Really? Yeah, like um Industry Baby is really? Kanye. Mm-hmm. It's Kanye and Date Take a Day Trip. Now what I don't know is if Kanye specifically produced it for Lil Nas X or if he produced the beat, the beat. and then the, and then it was used that actually by makes sense. Take a Day Trip. Uh, it's yeah. uh, if it could it sounds like a Kanye-ish a Kanye song. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think he probably, like, I, I really don't know if it was a direct collaboration or if he just made the beat and then take a day trip built on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some way he was credited as one of the producers for that song. Yeah. <laughs> it is exciting that, that Lil Nas is, is doing as well as he is. I am yeah. actually really excited to see where he goes because I like that he is so gutsy and he he knows that, I mean, he kind of talks about it on the album, like, what I do becomes fashion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, even if I flopped, it'd still be fashion. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's kind of being cocky, but he's also like, he he makes a statement just by being there, dressed the way he is, yeah. anytime he does an award show, because he doesn't follow gender norms a lot of the yeah. time. Or if, even if he, he does, it's a very kind of like flashy, intense way. Mm-hmm. And so just by his his existence is kind of a statement. Mm-hmm. And I like that because like previous generations, men like this, uh, you know, gay men, people like, you know, George Michael mm-hmm. had so much shame throughout their career because of, you know, allegations and stuff like that. Yeah, and they had to keep it under wraps. Or like David Bowie even was like, he was he was openly bisexual, and then there was speculation: well, are you gay or bisexual, or he's got a wife? What did you know? What does it mean? He's he had spoken about how that kind of like fucked him up mentally, yeah. like in terms of like having to maintain this public persona where they were like kind of okay with him being yeah. bi, maybe, and it was a whole thing. It was just like it was it was just you know weird. He was able to do a lot of that flamboyant stuff, but not without criticism and not without people speculating stuff. Well, <laughs> and I think it's also exciting to see a gay guy doing this. Somebody, well, you know, in in following in the footsteps of somebody like Billy Porter, uh-huh. 
uh, just because a lot of times straight guys get a huge amount of praise for being brave. Yeah. I love Harry Styles. I'm going to say that right up front. Yeah, I do too. But, you know, he's got a lot of praise for wearing a dress. And Billy Porter's been, like, doing it for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I know. That's the one bought because I love Harry Styles, too. Um, but, like... They were, like, groundbreaking. I know. Oh like, God, oh, so groundbreaking. It's like, first of all, like, David Bowie and them have been Prince. doing this for years. Prince, like, come on. And Prince has never identified as anything other than straight, I don't think. Uh, so it is ex- kind of yeah. exciting to see, a, a, like... <clears throat> Not that straight men can't do that. Straight men can do whatever they want. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's no you don't have to conform to gender norms in your clothing. But I do think it's weird that like straight people or presumed straight people get a lot of praise for it. And well, then, like, I think here's what here's what I think I'm trying to say. Straight people can wear dresses. Straight guys can wear dresses and get praised for it. But if they know you're gay and you wear a dress, it's like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know why. It's like you. We can stomach it if we know you're not. Yeah, Gay? or if we speculate, I mean, because like there's been speculation for years that Harry oh, Styles is fine, but he's never confirmed anything. I don't he know doesn't why have it, to, but, right. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. It's just mm-hmm. like it's like you're too gay. You yeah. know, like if you're if you're going that far, you and can Lil cosplay like, gay, but you can't be gay. You can cosplay gay, but like Lil Nas X is like, I know, yeah, <laughs> I am gay. I know. Well, yeah, I think that that is one of the biggest things, and he's been very open about like how he built so much of his career. He's like, you know, if I can inspire even one kid mm-hmm. who's unsure of himself or herself or themselves, uh, I would. Th- that's worth it to me. And I'm thinking like that. Yeah, that's. That's admirable that he is so unapologetically himself and he is so authentic yeah. because it would probably be easier in a lot of ways not to be. But like, I think yeah. that he is just, he just really has, I and mean, I think even his cocky songs, it's very much like, it's clear that he decided early on in his career, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to do whatever. I'm not going to be swayed by people's public opinion. I'm not going to be swayed by like, you know, oh, well, don't be so gay. Don't be, th-, you know, like. Exactly. Because you know. <laughs> I think he has spoken about that in interviews and he's like, um, you know, he has gotten, kind of this expectation that he he won't go too far with it so that the songs will be more palatable to people who are, you know, yeah. unsure about the whole Yeah, exactly. Who are just thing. like not super comfortable and with it. And he was like, No, I wanna go as far as I came with this because I am in the position to do so and to for people to see me doing that. Yeah. And not watering down who I am. And uh, I respect that a lot because I think he is very young and has major weight on his shoulders already mm-hmm. because of how, you know, he knows he's a trailblazer and he has a lot of people watching him right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I respect him a lot. Yeah, he just, um, he's really bold about, you know, just his personality and just, like, how he is going to be authentically himself in a way that is um, not... No, you know, bold. It's it's not it's not hiding from him, and I think that that does embolden a lot of other people. I mean, basically, he feels like he should be gay as openly as people are straight. Like the kind of people, exactly. it's like if if you've got all these people who can rap about all the bitches they fuck, then yeah. he could be able. He should be able to be just that open about all the men he fucks. If the, if that's what you want, like if he's just as able to do that, and y'all don't have a problem, or at least not as much of a problem with that level of promiscuity and that level of openness about heterosexual relationships. So, like, why is it suddenly an issue? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just, he, you know, it shows the 
the double standard of of you can be too gay, but being too straight is like yeah. celebrated. Exactly. It doesn't matter how many songs encouraged. you write about how many like how much sex you have as long as it's straight sex, or we can guess that it's straight sex. Because even established gay or queer artists like say Sam Smith still uh-huh. write songs that are like play the pronoun game so it can easily yeah, apply yeah. to a straight relationship. It's not like it doesn't really commit to that idea. <laughs> like, I know. Like I'm I'm probably gonna be but I can't think of a lot of Sam Smith songs where he says he. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any of them. I mean, there's um, Like I Can, where he says he'll never love you like I can. Oh. But it's not clear that the person he's singing to is a man. It could be. Because like he could be talking about yeah, a woman whose boyfriend is, a lot, is yeah. It's more digestible <laughs> yeah. for people who are homophobic. Or they, I'm sorry. Uh, Sam they, they, yeah. they pronouns. Uh, <laughs> and, and I do like, you know... In um, I think it's that's what I want. He, Lil Nas X, openly says he a bunch of times yeah. in that song. I want a boy to cuddle with or what? Yeah, fight, yeah. fight with. You know all this stuff, and like that's that in and of itself is really kind of unusual, which is so funny because we've had so many queer artists who have gotten into the mainstream, but this pressure to not commit to a pronoun in the song is super. It's still super relevant. I mean, even like Tyler the Creator. Like oh you, my gosh, you could yeah. literally. I mean, you could exist. You like if you follow Tyler the Creator, you know he's gay. But like, you could exist without knowing that yeah. and still com- and still engage with his music and not know that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and even Frank Ocean. Yeah, Frank Ocean. Extent, yeah. Well, actually, I think so because when I, I went back when I did my music blog, I think I wrote I wrote an article about Blonde, and um, I I listened to it very closely for that reason, and yeah. I remember there's a lot of places where there's ambiguity still. Yeah. And if you know Frank Ocean, you know it. Yeah. But like, it's... and I think even Frank, like, is Frank? I don't think he's explicitly identified as gay. I think he's that's true. He's definitely queer, but I don't think he's confirmed like to what extent or how. Like, I think he might and possibly you know, he bisexual. Doesn't have like, to. He doesn't have again. Yeah, these are people's personal identities. They don't have to reveal it. Yeah. But I mean, if someone even identifies as any level of queer, you know, then people start listening to your music to see if it can be found. I mean, when you think about like artists who in the hist- historically probably were talking about a same sex person, but you know, clearly didn't identify it, like Whitney Houston. Have you heard mm-hmm. about her? Like, mm-hmm. um, it was, you know, known that she had, like, a girlfriend or someone, a woman she was very close to, and um, that it's heavily implied she was romantically involved with, but of course could not be publicly so, and that I want to dance with somebody, and maybe one other song was about that girl. And it's like, but of course those songs don't say anything about who it is. I want to dance with somebody. So it's like, oh, she could have been thinking about that girl, but, like, she doesn't. Right, there's nothing right, in the song right. to explicitly say that. <laughs> well, it's kind of like there have been so many songs for young straight people to put themselves into the lyrics. Like, yeah. I, for years, could put myself into Taylor Swift songs and, and think, like, oh, if I was singing this. But for, like, young gay men, there's not songs where there's that explicit... I mean, there's tons of love songs, yeah. but there's not that song where you're, like he and it's and it's a, a boy that I'm in love with you know that yeah. sort of thing um and he's and it's so cool to see that as being something that they can start to re- feel represented yeah it, it finally you know in a way because a lot of times it, it ju- they just had to I would you know I'm, I'm speculating because I'm not a gay man but um <laughs> you know I'm not what are you gonna tell me I'm sorry I should have told you earlier but it's just kind of like it's like half-assed representation isn't nothing but it is never going to be that full feeling of knowing like this song is written by somebody like me 
it explicitly states yeah. about what I love and what who I am. Like it's like it's it's more swallowable yeah. without the pronouns, but with the pronouns, it's it you know plants that flag there. Yeah, and I that's why I think it's it's a milestone. I think in a lot of ways. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, and there have been women who have done that too. People like mm-hmm. Haley Kiyoko and um, uh, Halsey. Halsey, Tegan, and Sarah, like all these different uh, lesbian artists as yeah. well. But I don't know. I feel like I'm probably completely missing people. Troy Sivan has done this. Definitely, he he references male pronouns in his in his music. But on a scale of Lil Nas X, it's unusual. Yeah. I was gonna read this quote from he did a, a, a interview with Hip Hop DX, and or no, it was with XXL, and he said. Honestly, I don't feel as respected in hip hop or many music places in general, but these are communities that I am a part of, whether people want would like it or not. This is something I wanted to do because not my entire album is rap, but there are rap tracks on my album. I'm a rapper. I'm a pop star. I am a gay artist, but it's like, I belong in these places, you know? Yeah. Um, and he, like, you know, I think a lot of people are respecting him publicly, even if they may be like kind of homophobic on the DL because it's cool to be, you know, okay with gay people now. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) apparently, like, Boozy Badass, like, criticized him. Boozy has said so much dumb shit about Lil Nas He threatened to beat him up. (laughs) And then T.I. was like... T.I. also said some dumb shit about him. T.I. is an idiot. T.I. was like... T.I., the idiot. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that what it says? It must be. (laughs) T.I. was like, if the baby can speak his... If Lil Nas S can speak his mind, why can't the baby speak his mind? Like, bro, <laughs> these are not the same thing. What are you talking about? Yeah, Lil Nas X does not have an agenda of like, hate. Yeah, like, you can't, like, what? If, if, if gay people like, are allowed to exist, then why me can't be homophobic? Like, what? If Lil Nas X had gotten up, up at a stage, on a stage at, like, Rolling Loud or whatever, or uh, Lollapalooza, and said, testing, testing, one, two, three, I think straight men are carrying diseases, and they're nasty and they sting. Like... I mean, I can't remember because everything that the baby said, I yeah. think it was worse than what it I just said. Though, like, everyone who wave, wave your phone in the air if you don't have AIDS or something that'll kill you in two days or something. I'm like, bro, what? Well, Lil Nas didn't do that. I'm like, first, the funny thing about homophobes is like, you know, how heavy do you have gay men on your mind that that even comes to your mind? Like, who on walks stage. up to a microphone and says, hey, raise your hand if you don't have AIDS? Like, who says that? What are you, why are you thinking about AIDS? On stage in front of thousands of people, like why were you thinking about that? Speaking of like people saying ignorant crap and like the the baby, like so John and I, my boyfriend, watched um uh, Dave Chappelle special uh, yesterday because uh, yeah, and oh, it was garbage. Well, I'm like, glad you watched it. Cause I didn't watch it, and I think it would make me upset. It so would I'm it would upset you. Oh it. yeah, like I didn't even tell you about some of the parts. Things like, just make me upset. He was very he was very transphobic. Made several transphobic uh, commentaries. Uh, defended J.K. Rowling. Said he was team turf. That is his exact words. He also bragged about beating up a lesbian um, and thinking that she was a man. Yeah, that was a whole thing. I mean, he made so many tasteless, homophobic, misogynistic, and transphobic jokes. And I'm just like, are we ready to admit that Dave Chappelle is not funny and probably hasn't been in like 30 years? Like, everyone's like, he's a trailblazer. Without Dave Chappelle, you don't get Key and Peele. I'm like, yeah, okay. But like, Key and Peele is still funny and they didn't make all of their jokes based on like shitting on trans people. Like, I'm fucking, maybe he was a big deal a while ago maybe the Chappelle show was good but like now he's literally just gets up on stage and says trans people am I right they got fake pussy
pussies, lol. And then, like, a bunch of fellow transphobes. So, like, yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Well, I was talking to Aaron before, and it's like... It, he is, you know, people don't like to admit it because he was a trailblazer for black comedy. Yeah. And and so, you know, it's it's like there is a there are shades of gray in this world. Like yeah. you can you can acknowledge that somebody was important. I mean, you know, Jerry Seinfeld yeah. has become very out of touch <laughs> because he's the richest comedian on the planet. But um, you know, and like you and can say like oh, he's great Jewish representation. And right. Seinfeld was Jewish representation. And Seinfeld was an important show. Oh, in the history of comedy, like there are shades of gray, but we cannot continue to give people like Dave Chappelle a platform if there's because say what you said earlier about how it hurts because uh, about what his point was. Why yeah, would, so yeah, his point, people. his point. So every time, like he, his basic point was like, I'm not really transphobic or homophobic. My actual point that people just aren't listening to me, but my real point is that I'm just mad that like the gay community or the LGBTQ plus community is getting so much like positive attention and stuff, but like the black community and people fighting for the rights of black people don't get as much attention and love and it basically he's speaking without an ounce of sec- intersectionality and without acknowledging oh, yeah. that like black trans and gay people exist black lgbtq individuals exist so you can't act like these are completely separate entities you can't be acting like it's black people versus lgbtq people because there's people in the there's intersection there's overlap and a queer black person is like always queer and always black. Yeah. They don't get to pick a side. Like the one time he acknowledged, I don't, I'm not sure if you mentioned black trans people at all. He seems to pre- like to prefer to pretend that they don't exist. Yeah. Um, anytime he talked about trans people, it's usually white trans people. And then with gay people, he brought up two gay guys um, and the two gay black guys. And even in his story, they were more black than they were gay. Like he uh, he emphasized that they were black more so than they were gay. And he talked about how like a a gay white man called the cops on him and a gay black man would have done that. Which like, okay, that's a, if like, if you're saying he's trying to critique that a lot of times the uh, LGBTQ plus community has excluded black people in the movement or that there is an existence of like, of, of racism in the LGBTQ yes. plus community. Cause like, do you think it's possible for a gay person to be racist? I'm like, that's <laughs> a dumb question, Dave. Like, yes, of course it's possible, but that's, that's a bad faith question yeah. because nobody's saying it's not possible, but they're saying you shouldn't act like it's LGBTQ against the black community versus the black community as though there aren't black LGBTQ plus people. You can criticize racism within that community and white LGBTQ plus people being racist without making these sweeping negative statements about trans people, period, and gay people, period, and like everything else. Like, it's just like, you know, you made fun of pronouns a little bit. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just like, you're making fun of these huge groups that include people of color and include black people specifically. And these kind of jokes, quote unquote, quote, have directly contribute to transphobia, which directly contributes to violence against trans people. And murder. Wh- violence and murder, of which black trans people, particularly black trans women, are the worst victims. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, this year is, is on track to be the deadliest year for black trans women in, in history. Again, yeah. every year it's like we make it's a like new it, record. It's like it gets worse. And it is, and, and, and what he doesn't understand, or maybe, I hope he doesn't, because if he does, then it would be more intentional, but it, it, rhetoric like this is not harmless. It's no. not harmless. It's not jokes. It's not funny. It's it is 
inspiring people to do the kind of heinous shit that they do when they track down black trans people. The man compared being trans to blackface. Like he was like, be trans women, you know, TERFs. I looked up this TERF thing because I had never heard of it. And I looked it up and it was a trans exclusionary radical feminist. Well, I think I'm a feminist because I believe in equal rights. I don't know why people think I'm misogynistic. I love bitches. And then he was like, (laughs) (laughs) and then he was like, and then he was like, oh, I, you know, so, but basically there are women who hate trans people or they don't necessarily hate trans people. They just think of being trans kind of like blackface. You know, they're putting on this costume pretending to be women i'm like bro do you know how like stupid and harmful that is like what are you talking about and you can't say some shit like being trans is like blackface and then turn around be like but i'm not transphobic i totally and he talked about his trans friend like oh i've got trans friends so i can't be transphobic yes you can like this is dumb shit like what are you doing and it's not and it's because jk rowling does that shit too and she'll be like i have a trans friend stop criticizing me me. (laughs) well and it's not even to say and it's not always just, you know, racism in in the form of violence that takes down, you know, black trans women. It can also be black straight men who yeah. who see this as a form of blackface, as a form of lying, as a form of, you know, yeah, all dishonesty. Of that. And dishonesty then they think that it's okay to beat people up and kill and them kill because them. They, you lied to me about being black. It's just like, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, it's like people are like, oh, he's just a comedian. He tells jokes. I'm like, here's the thing. Jokes and words lead to actions. They don't exist in a vacuum. I Do I think yeah. Dave Chappelle is personally going to go around hunting down trans no. people? No. But it doesn't matter because his rhetoric is contributing to that mentality. This was the whole <laughs> argument we had for four years about the president, our previous president. Yes. Where it was like, oh, he never actually said that. Yeah, or he never actually meant but that. Or it's not it, his fault that he's got so many white supremacists who love him. Like, but he hmm. said it on a platform. <laughs> he said it on the biggest platform in the country. And that, you know, words have you know, consequences. And I just think, you know, this is, this is a more extreme example, but there are a lot of other kind of older comedians who are just using their platforms and their Netflix specials and whatever to say, you know, uh, uh, this is the condensed version, but things are changing and I can look up the word turf, but I can't look up an interview with a trans person. Yeah, like, exactly. I can, I can understand this, this because it fulfills my, belief system yeah. but to go out of my way and understand someone else's belief system and why they might want to why they might uh transition or my, why they might yeah. use different pronouns than me is way too much work and actually i'm offended that you even asked yeah me exactly to do that. it's about, like oh my god one of the worst things he said was like toward the end he tried to be all all like deep he was like empathy is so important empathy is not gay or straight it's bisexual it has to go both ways I about threw up and he was like you know so it's like I understand that my friend Daphne who was the trans friend he kept bringing up was having a human experience and I didn't have to understand it I just knew she was having a human experience I'm like okay yeah but you couldn't extend that same level of empathy to every other trans person who has come up to you and said hey Dave the things you're saying are fucked up please stop like he literally openly made fun of he's like one time a trans woman came up to me and said hey can you please stop punching down on my people and i was like what does that mean what do you mean your people you weren't slaves and i'm like again black trans people exist dave shut the fuck up like 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 shut up this is not black versus trans you 
fucking moron. (laughs) And it's harmful to think that it is because it makes black trans people feel even more excluded from the marginalized groups they're already Exactly. I'm sure I'm not black or trans, but I could imagine it would feel very lonely and very hard to exist in that space. Uh, Yeah, I can't imagine that either. And it's just like, it's it's like, you know, uh, we can have a whole different, not necessarily you and me, but but black people can have a whole conversation about the problem that a lot of black cis men have with intersectionality. Because the problem with a lot of black cis men is that they basically adopt all of the language of the white patriarchy and they want to be a part of it. It's like their idea of progress for black people is that black, straight, cis men get to progress and not yeah. gay people, not trans people, not women, none of that. Uh-oh. Just like, the I don't want white man to be power, I want black man to be power, and that's it. Like, yeah. that's the only, that's as progressive as they oh, get. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and obviously it's not everybody, but like, that is a real issue with a lot of black, tra- uh, black cis men. They yeah. completely like intersectionality, and they basically only think in terms of what will benefit straight black males. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and and often I think that it you know that kind of mindset could be excused by saying, well we have to take back our power, which is true. Mm-hmm. You have to take back the power, but by stomping on the people underneath you, yeah, it's it's never going to be a victory worth winning. You yeah, know? you don't want to take. I mean, you're not you're taking back the power to keep it for yourself, not to yeah. not to give it to other yeah. people. Yeah. And it's just a real issue. Like, I mean, this I say, I'm, I've already said it 60 times today, intersectionality, 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 but it's such a big deal. It because is. if you lack it, then your whole, all of your viewpoints are going to completely lack nuance. And you're not, you're not going to be able to do things like conceptualize that black trans people can exist. Right. Because your brain is like, okay, it's either this or that. Yeah. It's either a trans issue, it's either a gay issue, it's either a black issue. They can't yeah. overlap. It's got to be one or the other you talked about feminism and he he talked about how you know like the me too movement he's like they went about it the wrong way and he talked about how like they should have you know more boycotts and like he talked about how like you know feminism back in susan b anthony's day was pretty racist and they didn't want like sojourner truth to speak and i'm like that's true and that's why she did the anti woman speech i mean that's a valid point to make but again he kind of fails to come around to the actual point where it's like you're pointing out there's racism in modern feminism that is a fair assessment but like how do we address it it's not by being misogynistic yeah (laughs) oh i know well so a lot of times people stop there they see the problem And then they shit on everybody who's yeah, exactly. causing the problem. Which, I mean, intersectionality in feminism right now is, oh, is yeah. a hugely is, is a big problem. <laughs> Especially in regards to uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. where we, and, and me included, there was a lot of tone deafness in oh, the way yeah. that people were trying to support black people and made it all about them, you know, white women especially. <laughs> all those horrible TikToks of like black women painting fists on their faces and singing that Macklemore song. I'm like, oh God. You mean white women, right? Yeah, well, yeah, white, white women, white women, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the Macklemore songs. Yeah. But yeah, I just think um, he he didn't really get, I think that David Chappelle just didn't quite get, what, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, but on that topic, did you hear the David Guetta Black Lives Matter beat? I did not. Okay, I've got to show you this immediately. Like, I'm, we have to pause everything. Because That's weird. Talk. Did he do that? Yeah, he did this last year during, like, when Black Lives Matter was, like, a big thing. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, if it was recent, it would have been a little out of the blue. Uh, well, I mean, it was. It was just last year, so it wasn't that far, that long ago. That's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let me find oh, it. Oh, Oh, yes. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, well, keep the same energy you had for BLM. This right, I did 
in honor of George Floyd. So, shout out to his family. <laughs> <laughs> In honor of George Floyd, shout out to his family, and then sample yeah. Martin Luther King, I have a dream, and then let the beat drop. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh Look, my He's an artist, this is how he's gotta do it. This is how he's gotta do it, he's an artist. Wow, that's crazy. I do remember that video now. It's so funny. And it was true. Remember at the VMAs last year, at the end, when the Black Eyed Peas were there? Yeah. And then, and, and Will I Am said something about George Floyd. It was like, People didn't know what to say, so they would just say his name uh-huh. and then expect it to be enough, you know? <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. I'm just like, that was just the, so indicative of, like, how toned up white people were being last yeah. year, where they were just like, oh, yeah, black people. I just realized yeah. that they exist. Yeah, I like black people. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, and doing this cringy yeah. shit and not actually talking to black people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Was... Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, very weird. The girls who did like photo ops at the yeah. at the marches, or the white girls who were walking around with signs that are like, "I like black dick." <laughs> Whoa, that is not. The, have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. There were several signs like that, like "I support Black Lives Matter because I love black cop." I'm like, girl, that is not giving what you think it's giving. <laughs> like, 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 there was another really grody one. I'm trying to remember what it said. It was something like. I love black men because I'm the pretty princess. I'm their pretty princess. I have something yeah. like that. Like you may think I'm. You may nobody. Yeah, yeah. You may think I'm. Uh, I'm liberal, but your son calls me daddy. I don't know. It was very weird, and I just think it was. Yeah, it was very performative. But I don't know, David. Get up. I guess shout out. I know uh, he's like from France, but still, dude. Like, come on. Yeah, he is. That does make sense. Anyway, yeah. Shout out to his family. Oh. Reminds me of when Nancy Pelosi did that horrible speech after yeah. George Floyd, but she was like, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing yourself for justice. Like, bitch, what? Yeah. We wouldn't have even needed justice if he hadn't died in the first place. The fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> well, like, please get these 80 fucking year olds out of politics. I don't care if they're yeah. on the right or the left. Get them the fuck yeah, out. Right. The only one I can tolerate is Bernie Sanders, and I'm willing to sacrifice him for the cause. Get all these old shits right. out of here. <laughs> like, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, I I hate to be ageist, but like this is the same problem with comedy. It's the same problem where it's just it is it is tone deafness. It's not under it's not listening. It's not understanding. And before people start to say it's just because they came from a different era, yeah, but they lived through this era. <laughs> they lived through this era. They lived through the eras before. And if they didn't see a problem with transphobia, homophobia, misogyny, racism, then and now. You know, like, if they didn't see the reason why we should be fighting for the things we are fighting for now, after living through the 60s. Yeah. You know, because a lot of these people were alive in the 60s. Yeah. We, like, it's it's just embarrassing that they could be at this point and still not understand why punching down, I'm talking about comedians, yeah. but punching down is still, is a problem. Because, like... Sure, people were punching down all the time back in the day because it was an accepted thing to do. And now that people are pointing out the problems with punching down at marginalized communities, they're like, you guys are just so sensitive today. Uh And I'm like, you saw the, the course of history, things progressing and how... 
and, and, and if anybody should understand the importance of what we're doing now, it should be you. You weren't born yesterday. Yeah. And uh, so, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm ranting, but it's just yeah. kind of like, it's... <coughs> well, it's, no, I mean, it's like, whatever people, somebody's people like... People write it off so easy as they're just yeah. old. They're, they're just, just from a different time. They're just set in a... Di- I'm like... Yeah, they, they weren't like fucking Captain America frozen in ice for 50 years. Like, they they lived through all of the time since then. They yeah. had all this time to learn and grow. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I say this as someone who had some absolutely horrendous opinions once upon yeah, a time. I did too. Like, in high school, I was definitely transphobic and homophobic and a lot of other dumb shit. Yeah. Like, you know, but I learned that that was bad and I stopped doing it. So, like, what's your excuse? <laughs> like, I know. I know. Like, and it's just, I just feel like we write off, like, oh, like old opinions and out of date uh, offensive statements because, just because people grew up in a different time but I'm like but they're alive now yeah and if they still have mental acuity if they are still mentally capable then we shouldn't excuse them for being an asshole just because they preferred a time when TV was black and white uh-huh. like I mean yeah I'm exactly sorry. no like I don't care if you're grant we're talking about like I'll see videos of people who like attend to dementia patients like white dementia patients yeah. and they'd be like they'd be forgetting everything but the racism and these people be over here calling them boy and saying where's your mask and all this kind of stuff and it's like oh it's okay they're just they to have dementia they can't help it yeah but that means if the fact that that vocabulary was in them meant that they were racist before they had dementia yeah like yeah. if i say globnip to you that means nothing you can't pull a mental picture because it's a made-up word that i just you have no context for that but like if you have the context for racism it's because at some point you were a racist for a second i thought that word was like a slur about white people yeah. i didn't know it i know exactly i just like made a sound at you and you're like oh I don't know context so I don't have a mental picture for that so yeah. racism doesn't just spring up out of your brain no, when you get dementia it like. doesn't it was in there it was in there and I mean people will say well their parents were like that they grew up like that I'm like but then they, then became, they became adults, adults and had to make their own decisions yeah. and choices yeah it's just you know and and I think that that is proof for why there should be potentially age limits in politics. I absolutely think there should be. I mean, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't be making like laws that affect a lot of people younger than you if you are if you're going to be dead in the next 10 years and people will say things like oh well what about bernie sanders i'm like listen you know how many more bernie sanders we would have in congress if we elected younger people (laughs) like like, and (laughs) i would argue that bernie has gained such a young following because his policies are going to benefit those people exactly they are not just to benefit the rich older people now and, and he's been consistent in his beliefs he's been pretty much his entire political career. Like, and well, he's, he's been an activist for yeah. since he was a young man. He's like, oh well, he 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 always used to stand up for like black rights and gay rights and stuff. like yeah. And he should be commended for that, absolutely for doing that when it wasn't a popular thing to do. Yeah. But at this point, I think if I think he would probably even be willing to step aside if he were being replaced by young revolutionaries instead of just other old people who aren't as progressive as he is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and even, I mean, people will talk about, people lose their minds over like Bernie Sanders or AOC who are moderate at best by most country standards. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, people call him a socialist. Like, I'm like, oh, he's, All such, right. he's such a commie. Sure. I'm like, bro, like, if you go to, like, England or Switzerland or Canada, like, these people would be maybe moderate, maybe slightly left. They would not be considered far left in most other countries. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy, but, yeah, I, um, I think... It just all goes back to the the concept of people who um, have gotten to an age in their lives where they have decided they don't want to learn anymore. Yep. They don't want to understand other people anymore. And I think that's a shame. And I think that 
that's a, going back to Lil Nas X. That's another reason why it's so important that he is out there doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. because the more people, and like it's it's not easy to be out in the media, like being being out uh, as as an LGBTQIA plus person. Um, in, in any capacity. So I'm not trying to shame anybody who isn't vocal about it because mm-hmm. it is hard. But um, the more that people live and express their pronouns and express their gender identity however they want and dress however they want, the harder it will be for people like Dave Chappelle to continue to get platforms where they can say all that just sewage um, yeah. <laughs> about you know trans people because it will become it will become obviously ridiculous the yeah. things that they're saying because more and more people will start to understand oh you everybody has a pronoun yeah. you do too Dave yeah like <laughs> you do too and I think he probably thought he was doing so great because he for the most part respected trans people's pronouns like he did say oh, she okay. when referring to Good. trans women for the most part although he did call Bruce Jen- no, Caitlyn Jenner he at one point um but he said, oh, he said well he said like Caitlyn Jenner um, I've met her. She's a nice person. But why was it easier for Bruce Jenner to change his name than it was for uh, uh, like Cass, Cassie, Cassius Clay to be Muhammad or something like? That. I don't remember. I don't remember what his point was because he made a lot of stupid comments. I'm like, what are you talking about? And like, yeah. like you know, it's just like I think that he thinks that because he has a couple of trans friends and because he can at least bring himself to respect pronouns that he doesn't have to self-examine at all. But it's like, no, no, dude. Like you said, like I don't have a problem. Like I would rather share. Uh, like he, I would rather share a bathroom stall with a trans man that you know a man with a vagina than a woman with a dick i'm like i mean what? okay like like i guess well you said talking about the bathroom bill in north carolina yeah and he was like he he did because and, and, and first of all you know that maybe you've gone wrong somewhere because when he mentioned the bathroom bill and he talked about how you know it was like okay so uh it, it says that you can only go to the bathroom if you're assigned sex at your birth certificate yeah. and there were some people in the audience who cheered and then he shut them down i was like no no that's not good like i was like okay but the Whoa. fact that your audience even for a moment was like yeah like hold on <laughs> Well, that is that is one of the main one of J.K. Rowling's main talking points is this imagined violence by trans women against cis women in bathrooms. Yeah, and she just does not have the the data to back that yeah, up. Yeah, no, no. But she talks about it a lot, and I think it's super harmful because it is giving us a weird. Uh, uh, identity as super violent to trans women yeah. that is just not really played well, she out. She wrote a whole damn book about yeah. how the killer was a man who liked to dress up and dress yeah. up like wow, subtle Joe, Joe, subtle, Josephine, subtle. whatever. What is her name? Joe, Josephine, Joanne, Joanne, it's Joanne, 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 yeah, Joanne. Yeah, Joanne, subtle Joanne. <laughs> well, I, I, I know that we're running long, but yeah. like this, um, I watched this one YouTuber, uh, Grayson's Projects, and she mentioned the other day something that kind of stuck with me is like. Um, she had made a video about a trans or a, a person who uses they them pronouns who committed a murder um, and there were people in her comment section saying uh, and, and throughout the video the YouTuber respected the pronouns of the person and people in the comments were like you don't have to respect that person just call her she yeah. don't call them don't call her they them uh, she's a murderer and it's like you huh? know her point was the YouTuber was saying like you have pronouns no matter what, if you are cis, if you are trans, if you go by they, them, anything like that. Well, you don't get to strip away. <laughs> and and she was just, her point was basically like, if you are so quick to take away somebody's 
pronouns, it means that there was something underneath that you really didn't want to use them at all. Yeah. And if you consider only using pronouns as, you know, like if you respect somebody, uh-huh. and you really never respected them at all. Yeah. Because those pronouns were something that you could jerk away at the yeah. last minute. And we don't want to like lift up a murderer. But no, but it's not lifting them up to just recognize their pronouns. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and I think that that goes back to that. Like the, the we're so quick like there's some people who are like so quick to take away these privileges which are really mm. rights yeah. that trans people have just because they you know they don't they do something you don't like yeah. and or even something that's objectively wrong but still yeah, exactly. i mean like i that's funny you should say that to that point because i was just thinking about this with Demi Lovato remember yes. when Demi Lovato came out as non-binary and there were a lot of people showing their true colors real quick on that one because yeah. they were like angry reacts when it was on facebook for some reason like, why are you angry what is there to be angry about yeah. here and they were like oh they, i'm not going to call her a they she's just doing it for attention why would she publicly announce it i'm like cuz she's a public figure yeah. i mean they are a public figure like if you are going to change your pronouns and you want people to start honoring their, your pronouns and you're a public figure then why wouldn't you because announce it in public reporters are going to write about them <laughs> yeah like, like them, you want them to oh I want to go by these pronouns so people should know that I want to go by these pronouns yeah. and they were like oh well she's just doing it for attention and I'm like they are like first of all like that doesn't make any sense because again it makes sense for them to be public yeah. about their pronouns if they want people to start respecting their pronouns. Secondly, the the rhetoric that people who do this are just doing it for attention is exactly the rhetoric used against non-famous, non-binary people. So then we will never let, we'll never hear you calling them fake or an yes. attention seeker or blah, 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 blah. But your non-binary friends and family will, and they'll be like, oh, that's what you think Everybody of me. Everybody thinks I'm attention seeking. <laughs> it's like when people were like criticizing Donald Trump and instead of all of the fascist shit he did, they were like, he fat, he eat too many burgers yeah. and he fat. Like that's, not what's wrong with him. <laughs> that's, if that that's not the if that was if that was the worst thing he was and and being fat isn't even a pro. I mean, like it's not something to criticize in that way no. because it is something. It is not the. It is like, I, sorry, I can't talk. But anyway, he that is not something that we should be criticizing in a man like that no. who has a laundry list of other things. And you're right. If you are criticizing something about a public figure in a public forum, there are going to be people who are not as famous as Demi Lovato who are going to see that and, and take it to heart. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's a really good example of what I was saying earlier where it's like, it is not as easy as it may seem to be gay or be anything but cis in public mm-hmm. because... Cis it's, and straight. Cis and straight because it is very accepted... It seems like it's very accepted, mm-hmm. but the minute that somebody starts to step out of what people expect them to be, yeah, uh, that's when it starts. It's like to become... you can be. I mean, it's like you know, with, with with black people, like you know, it's like oh, I don't have a problem with black people as long as they stay in line, don't ever question me, yeah. don't ever, t- you know, and if they just my, if they just don't talk to me or ever question me ever, then yeah, sure. Like I'm yeah. friends. Like they'll be like, I have black friends, and it's the one black coworker, and it's just like just because I say hi to him every morning, and yeah. I've never tried to lynch him, that means I can't be racist, right. like dude. <laughs> The bar is in hell. The bar is in hell. Well, and it's like we've talked about many times. I think Lil Nas is like pushing that envelope a little bit because the award shows really like to to group black people into a very urban, yes. urban R and B, urban R and B. That's about it. And he's like, I am rap. I am pop. Like, get yeah. over it. I'm 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 gay. I am black. Like, I am all of these things. And I love that he's kind of not relegating himself. He's like. I am all of these things, and I'm going to keep making my music. Um, and, I mean, I, I think they probably are going to stick him in rap, which yeah. is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. 
Although, I, Although we, a lot we of his stuff isn't rap. He does more like pop. Hit, hit, like pop. I mean, I would call industry baby pop. Yeah, I would. I mean, there's like some rap in it, but really it's a pop song with a rap verse because yeah. like the there's a rap verse on it, but he's not the one who's doing that. I hope they let him stay in the pop category yeah. because the visuals and stuff, it is so glossy and yeah. and and like cinematic. And to to keep him kind of not that I love rap, obviously there's nothing wrong with rap music videos, but the the tone and the tenor mm-hmm. of those versus somebody like Kanye or Travis Scott or whatever, it just feels different to yeah. me. Yeah. Well also they try to keep people in these boxes like they did the same thing with Lizzo again yeah. people treat you know with They're Lizzo like, it's not R&B. it's not queerness it's the fact that she's fat and so they'll be like when she re- released her most recent song I'm like oh, what is this she, why is she supposed to be R&B or sometimes rap they categorize her as yeah. They're like she's a pop artist like why are you mad at her for being a pop artist because she's fat and black yeah. like we also <laughs> we think she was only supposed to sing weight in the water <laughs> like that's the only thing black women fat black women are supposed to do apparently yeah <laughs> Yeah, Aretha Franklin or nothing. Aretha Franklin or nothing. <laughs> well, I just feel like we ha- we also have to acknowledge the fact that pop music has started to trend more hip hop over the last yeah, five to ten years. Yeah, very much so. Even country has trended hip hop. Heavily hip hop inspired. Yeah. Compared to like the 2010s or like even before that, 2008, 2008, 2009. You can't really go down the charts right now without hearing hip-hop beats. Yeah, no. So we have to acknowledge that pop is becoming more rap, and rap is becoming more pop. It's yeah. just the way it is. I mean, like, Drake is, is very much a pop-slash-rap artist. Star. He's definitely... He's pop. He's a pop star. <laughs> I mean, I know. I know. Like, he tries to front, like, oh, I'm still a rapper. I'm like, okay, dude. But half your songs you sing now. And like, well, he has some good... Ra- we'll talk about this next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll talk about when we talk about he, his... He, he had some good rap stuff on his new album, um... But yeah, it, the the lines are blurring. He's we a lesbian queen. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Drake, for being the lesbian representation we all wanted and needed. What was he thinking? Lives. Why did nobody stop him he's from so writing that line? Silly. <laughs> so dumb. I know what he thinks he was doing. Yeah, but it just contributes to that whole fetish fetishization. Yeah, and like kind of a predatory kind of thing where it's like you know, oh, you're it's a lesbian. Like, girl, well, I'm girl, I'm true. You want to try my dick, like dude. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, it, it invalidates lesbian relationships, but we'll talk about this Yeah, we'll next talk about time. that when we talk about that album. I think we're going to talk about that in Donda, because I haven't yeah. had a chance to listen to that one yet. I heard it wasn't great. <laughs> I like some of the songs I listened to. Yeah. He did that annoying thing where he doesn't um, list any of the features. Yeah. So people will be like, I love that song with Andre 3000 on it. And I'm like, which one? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, because he just put the titles and he didn't do any of the features, yeah. which... Feels cocky to me, but I don't know I don't if that's just that. an aesthetic choice. And is that even like? Well, I don't know. That's probably in whatever contractual agreement they because I would think that it most people be. agents would demand that they were listed as a feature. Just like you, there's one song like Hurricane. You listen to it, yeah. and it's like that's the weekend. Yeah, but then. I find it frustrating because like I love knowing who the features are. Yeah, me too. I love being able to. You know, follow people and like listen to their work. And, and usually, if so I see a feature, and like, like when as soon as I saw Miley Cyrus is on Lil Nas X, I go, "Ooh, what's that sound like?" You know, like I want to hear. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird choice. I I think there's somebody. Oh, Beyonce did it. Oh, she did. Did she? No. For, no. For Lemonade. May who? What features did she have on Lemonade? Like Kendrick Lamar was on. Um, oh yeah, he was on that one. Yeah. Well, but did what, she wasn't that Black it? is King? I know Kendrick Lamar was on a song man. in Black is King. No, I was wrong. She did the features. There's yeah. there's another big album that I can't remember right now where it was all just titles, no features. Uh-huh. And it was just very much like 
does that sound like the weekend to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. It's like a mystery game. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird twist. Before we before we record next week, I'll figure out what album that was because yeah. it, it just it, it does a and on one sense it focuses very heavily on the the name of the song, just the song, the piece of music itself. Uh-huh. But it also drives me crazy because I'm like, is that Travis Scott? Is yeah. it? Is it? And there's some people who are so distinctive. Yeah. But then there's other like some newer rappers who I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, well... Well, we've talked for about an hour and 20 minutes, so... Uh, <laughs> and only some of it was about Lil Nas X, but hey, this is Honestly, called Hot Tea, Hot Takes. You gotta hear it, our takes. I think it all wraps together because yeah. it's all the problems and the good things about our society right now. Yes. And uh, I think Lil Nas X is one of the good things about our society right now. I agree. I think Dave Chappelle just needs to sit back and think about him when yeah, he's done. Like, <laughs> go sit in the corner for a minute. Yeah, like, just go to your room for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking water because I am hella dehydrated. Yeah, I'm not drinking anything. <laughs> you had tea though, didn't you? In your in your bottle, it's iced tea. Iced tea, yeah. So that counts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been for... really bad about the tea lately. Like I need to get back on that. <laughs> I, it's just not quite cold enough yet yeah. for me. It's but yeah, it's about been... to be fall, so we also need to do like a Halloween episode at some point. That's true. We did one last year. Mm. I think we talked about every Halloween song last year. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> it never gets old for me. No. We can... I can't believe it is October 7th. I know, bro. What happened to 2021? What is... Ugh. It's almost Christmas. It's less than 100 days till Christmas. Call well, out I, the holy... I, well, you know, I turned 27 in two weeks from today. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hear, I'm 29. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm so sorry. I am elderly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to yes, old, two old ladies. Two talk old about ladies, believe all it. of our problems and our our back pains tell us that we are much older than in our late twenties. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>